Welcome to StoryWise, the podcast designed to give you the in-depth story behind some of our top storytellers as a way to inform, motivate, and inspire you to believe that you too can make your dreams a reality. My name is Jen Grisanti. I am a story career consultant at Jen Grisanti Consultancy, Inc., a writer's consultancy designed to help you accomplish your writing goals and reach your career destination through one-on-one consults, seminars, and teleseminars. And I am very excited to have with me here as my guest today, the author and story consultant. Would you call yourself story consultant? Like what is your, how do you call it? What I call myself is a career, I'm a career coach because my point of view is entirely career driven. Right. Okay, great. I like that. Okay, I like that. Um, So I'm here with Lee Jessup, who is the author of the new book, Getting It Right, which will be out in April of 2014. April 1, 2014 is the street date. Excellent. I have to let you know I am a huge fan of Lee's. I've I've heard her speak. I've met her at Michael Weezy Production events. Michael Weezy Productions is our publisher. And I am very, very excited about her book coming out. It is excellent. Thank you. Yes. Very, very good. I'm very excited because you cover it all. Like I thought, okay, (laughs) anybody coming into town like this is everything they need to know, which is a great resource for all of us consultants to be able to tell people, grab this book, Mm -hmm. you know, which is great. Um, So congrats to you on the book. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You are very welcome. Why don't we go into first, and then we're going to get into the book and what inspired it. I would love for you to share your background and what led you up to this point. Sure. Um, I was born into film. My dad's a film producer. Grew up on film sets. Um, Started reading scripts when I was 11. Thought everybody did that. Thought script analysis is just a skill everybody had. Uh, But when I was 17, my father told me that he'll never give me a job because that's nepotism. Um, So I started paving my own way early on, worked production, development, was a writer for a moment. Um, You know, I had a script option by a prominent company in in the industry, William Morris, now WME, was packaging it. All of that happened long enough for me to realize that I absolutely had no desire to be a working writer, but rather wanted to work with writers. Um, I called it my my 23-year-old gift. It happened when I was 23 and allowed me to realize it early on rather than chasing a dream that I ultimately didn't want. Um, From there, I went on to work in development for about seven years. Um, where I worked very closely with writers, which continued when I ran Scriptshark, which is a coverage service online. What I felt um, then, you know, as a writer and then working in development was that there was a huge disconnect um, between finishing a script and getting it into the industry. And I, I felt that it became that much more so with the progression of where the industry was going. Um, so I became really, really passionate about informing writers about the business side of things. And lucky for me, there are people like you who do what you do um, with story, with script that really help writers get their work to where it needs to be. So I really want to step in on the career side. Um, I got really lucky. New York Times sponsored a seminar series for me that toured all over the country. Final Draft worked with me. Um, And from that, I started reaching out or a writer started reaching out to me. And I started working one-on-one with writers about their unique career trajectory. Great. I love, I love your background. I love your story. And I love just the way 
you handle yourself like in and you and I have shared clients we so do. people so people understand like Lee is the perfect type of person with my business because I work with writers on the writing and Lee goes beyond so Lee is all about connecting after the writing portfolio is in strong shape Absolutely. I look for a strong body of work with my clients. When they don't have one, then certainly you're one that I love to send them to because body of work has to be there. That's non-negotiable. That's your that's your calling card. Absolutely. Without that, we can you know, we can posture all we want. But a career is just not going to happen. I agree. Now. I know, how long did you do the business before you wrote the book or did you start writing the book before the business? Um. I've been I'd been working with clients kind of unofficially without having the business, but having done this for um, about five years. Great. Um, then I launched the business as a full time thing, and and having known Michael Weesey, um, they've supported me on my lecture series when I was up in Seattle. Um, they had said to me years ago, "When are we going to publish your book?" And I kind of you know, oh no no no. Um, but as soon as I jumped into the game, I continued to. Um, realize and have the realization reiterated from meeting writers of just the lack of information that there is out there or the the amount of misinformation that there is about really basic steps that writers can start to take. So the more writers I connected with, the more passionate I was about it and very quickly started talking to Michael Weesey about the book. And, you know, by January of 2013, we had the book deal going and I delivered the manuscript um, on May 1 of 2013. Uh, that is, that's great. Uh, I always love the journey behind the book. So when you thought of the idea of writing this book, would you say the, the inspiration was the recognition of the information that you have versus what was not out there? Absolutely. I wanted to give writers a starting point. Of course, everybody's path is different. And we find this with anybody who breaks into the industry. There's, there's no two journeys that are alike. But I wanted to give some solid starting point with what a writer can do once he or she finishes a script. Right. So many writers told me, oh, I, I write a script and then I send it into two contests that I've heard of or I do the one thing that I know to do and then nothing happens and then I go write my next script. And I find that to be so destructive on so many levels because the business component of getting out there, building a career, is at this point as, as relevant as writing the script itself. And so I wanted to give writers some foundations of what to start with, where what they can do, how they can get the work out there. I love it. I love it. Now, what would you say, like when you your father did this, and I love that you come from knowing what it is to be a writer yourself mm-hmm. as far as a screenwriter uh, and having sold. That's incredible. That's great. Thank you. So, yeah, no, I love that. What would you say drives your passion? Like what excites you the most about working with writers? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm really excited by forward motion. Mm-hmm. So when I see my writers moving forward, whatever that looks like, that yeah, just makes my day. Yep. Whether it's, you know, I have a, I have one client whose movie is going into production next Tuesday. Right. Made Excellent. my week. Yes. Um, you know, when I see writers who are doing anything from learning, really figuring out how to outline an idea, how to cinematize an idea, all the way through to representation, finishing great new work, optioning work, selling work, forward motion is just what excites me. And helping a writer achieve that right. makes my day. I couldn't agree with you more. Excellent answer. Okay, so a writer just moves to Los Angeles. Uh, what would you advise? 
first of all, once you're in Los Angeles, you really are well served by taking advantage of all the great opportunities um, that exist here to get to know the industry, to get to know other writers. You do something that I like, that I love, that I send a bunch of my writers to, which is Friday Night Drinks. Yay! Um, so getting out there, meeting other writers, getting together with, with groups, um, looking at organizations that put on really interesting events like WGA Foundation, mm-hmm. um, like the Emmy organization, really allows you to come face-to-face with industry professionals that you can connect with that you can learn from so I think that's an incredibly important thing starting to network really get out there is incredibly important while continuing to write all the time utilizing the great resources I love that writers get here and can have a consult with you right Um, you know I think that face-to-face time is invaluable I agree Um, for younger writers I often recommend they find a job in the industry yes that can go a really long way and really Mm -hmm. help hone who they are as a writer their connections etc for older writers it is about those events that they can access easily without having to consider what it will cost them to fly in to go to stay in a hotel etc etc but there is so much that happens in the city that is industry related that allows people to make connections to build their network that that is certainly on the forefront of what they should be doing on a regular basis right Um, networking event going all of those things to me are things that should be done year-round much as writing is it's it I mean I often tell the writers I work with that you have to be the entrepreneur of your career absolutely yeah so it it is putting everything in place because I feel like nowadays it's not about oh my god when I get an agent I'll work it's all about you get you work no matter how you look at it, mm-hmm. you will be the one getting you work. Absolutely. So it's it, the agent is great and there, and I definitely believe there are times when the agent does get work, but I hear from a majority of writers that they get most of their jobs. So yeah. that's based on relationships. That's all relationships. I yeah. did a panel years ago with Antoine Fisher, mm-hmm. and the audience asked him if, you know, now he just has, you know, his agents and managers controlling the universe for him. Right. And what he said went to the tune of, I have an agent, a manager, a publicist, and a lawyer. None of them ever got me a job. Wow. Antoine is a master networker. Right. He builds the relationships. And, you know, this is actually a, a great time of year to talk about what right. he, what he does is get everybody's information and then send year after year handwritten holiday cards. I love it. And, you know, I thought it sounded really nice. Right. Until I started getting my handwritten holiday cards from Antoine Fisher. Right. Um, and that's why people continue to come to him. And, he, yeah. did, you know, he did this for day Personal. one. Here's a guy who is who doesn't rely on representation for anything other than to close the deal. It right. is a personal relationship. It is a personal industry. So making those relationships, having people come to you because they're excited about you yeah. is invaluable. I love it. That's great. Now, someone comes to you and says, Lee, uh, my career is a mess. Uh, <laughs> wh- how, how can you help me? Walk through the idea of the different types of career guidance that you offer. Sure. Um, you know, I work with everybody from novices all the way through to people whose career is a mess or right. people whose career is, is quite successful, but they just need some more help. Right. So with novices, it really is looking about their, looking at their body of work, their most marketable idea, the material that best represents themselves and their brand, and then building and extending their brand around it. Usually I will work with a writing counterpart um, like yourself mm-hmm. um, that I will send my clients to and say, okay, we decided on a pilot. We decided on this particular pilot. Go write it. Right. Then we can do something with it. Right. So it's about from the very early stages of developing the brand all the way through to a client who, for example, 
has representation, has an agent and a manager, but the manager hasn't sent material out in five years. Right. So is it time to really investigate whether or not this manager is the right manager? And if right. it's time to make a switch, how do we make the, the switch? I love that. Yeah. What do we introduce to the existing management? What do we hold back? All of those kind of strategic approaches that we have to examine in that particular stage of one's career. Excellent. So it's good for people out there to take note, like if you're thinking about moving or need <laughs> advice on how to do that. Lee is a wonderful person to call for oh, that. Oh, thank you, Jen. I love that. Uh, I would love for you to share some of your success stories. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm, I'm really lucky in that I work with writers that I'm a huge fan of. Right. Um, and who've had some really great successes. So, you know, most of them would probably want me to keep their names I know secret. You and I have talked about yeah. this. Confidentiality um, in our field is a plus. It is, absolutely. Other so, people shout it from the mountaintop. Yeah, but I you think, know? you know, I think there is something compromising yeah. when one yes. asks for help. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, you know, my writers, I have writers who are staffed on TV shows. I right. have, like I said, one writer whose movie going is going into production next Tuesday. Right. Um, you know, most recently I had a slew of writers get signed by representation. Excellent. So I had my writers picked up by Bender Spink, by Caliber, by Silent R. Um, you know, one of my writers just won a big contest. Right. Um, you know, another writer just optioned a piece of material. Another right. one is going out. Um, his his agent, who's in one of the big three, um, is taking out his new comedy spec out. Great. Um, literally, right as now. we speak. Yeah. Right. So you know, and this was a comedy spec that that I had the luxury of seeing develop, and and I'm a huge fan of. Right. Um. You know. So I've definitely been very very fortunate in that my writers have a great deal of talent and allowed me to really accompany them on their successes. Right. Right. I love that. All right. Success. I feel like like when everything happens, when I in my own business, I look at and I'm like, every time something happens like that, it for me just makes me go, this is what this is what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, this absolutely. is there when results happen, something is working. Being able to to be a small stepping stone to yes, a success, I agree. In in my writers' lives, much like you, yeah, it's so rewarding to it me. Is. I consider it a luxury. I yeah. consider my job an absolute luxury. I and that's why I adore you as much as Aww. I do. Definitely. Now, in your book, and I know we've touched on this a little bit, you mentioned the significance of building your support team. Absolutely. Go into that. Like, sure. Yeah. I find that writing is a really interesting profession to me because while it is a craft, it is a skill-based vocation, writers try to do it on their own, mm -hmm. and I don't really get it. Um, you know, in most other skill-based vocations, we have support teams, we have mentors, um, we have, you know, chefs have tasters, for crying out loud. Um, you know, writers <laughs> yeah. tend to want to do it all on their own and then emerge with a brilliant script that will, you know, be sold within a matter of days. And that's just not the reality of things. So surrounding oneself with a support team, with a confidant and a mentor on the writing side with a strategic guide that can help them really navigate this very busy and very loaded industry. Um, having that person that they go to when things are tough. I love I love writers groups. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I consider that to be part of the support system. Yeah. Um, and we're actually finding researchers now. We're, we're getting real numbers out of USC that's showing that writers who engage in group have 
over 20% chance more of success than writers who don't. Oh, I love that. Um, So having those things, incredibly important. Just to give you a little anecdote, I have a writer who is, I've been working with for a while. He is, you know, with a big agency, with a big management company and a writer's groups, married to a writer. Um, and right. comes to me, and at some point I said to him, why? What, what are you doing? You got right. everything. And he said, you know, I need one more place where I can be safe, where it can be about me, where yeah. it's not about the impression that I make, and the more support I have, the better. Now, this is a writer who sold two major studios. Right. Um, and I find that writers who are successful have that level of input. So getting that support team in place, getting that outside perspective, because film and TV are so highly collaborative, right. having that level of input can only help you. I agree with you. Yeah, letting go of that, yeah. I can do it on my own attitude yeah. is really helpful and liberating for writers and you will find that time and time again writers who succeed in film and TV are writers who have support teams in place yes oh that's excellent that is such a great piece of advice I hope everybody takes (laughs) note of that excellent so thinking of like the very top tier of scripts that you've read that you really connected with the material what would you say are some of the ingredients of story that have really stand out to you I'm a big advocate of the perfect marriage between character and story. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, those are components that have to be there, that have to be fully fleshed out and realized. Um, you know, I'm always okay. a fan of an interesting new world, of an interesting new approach. And by interesting new world, I don't mean, you know, the sci-fi universe at the other end of the galaxy, but simply a world that I, as a viewer, as a reader, haven't explored in that particular way yet. There is one thing that is intangible, which is the writer's passion. Right. The writer's passion for the story, not for a character or for a scene, but for the betterment of the story, for telling the best story that they can. That to me, when there isn't passion on the page, I feel it. I read it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, when a a writer is passionate and is passionate about the story, Mm -hmm. uh, which you feel it. You feel it. It's tangible, it's exciting. It's motivating. It gets you to want to jump in. And you know when a writer is character is, is passionate about the story rather than a particular character or a particular scene. Right. Because they will throw all of that out right. for the betterment of the story. Right. And those are the stories to me that are the most efficient, that are the best told stories, that really come to serve something much bigger than any one part, such as a character or a scene or a right. piece of dialogue. Right. So, you know, passion is that great intangible yeah. to me that pushes everything to the next level. Okay. That is great. You know, there's a chapter in your book that I love. It's called Managing Expectations. I think that's such a massive part of what we do. Absolutely. Of, of the conflict that writers have within themselves. I'd love for you to go into that because I love that chapter. Oh, sure. I think, you know, a lot of writers finish a piece and send it into the industry ether, uh, thinking that all scripts are the same, that everything will perform, perform for them the same way. So it's managing expectations, understanding where your script fits, where it belongs, and if it doesn't perform, why doesn't it perform? Right. Um, you know, I find that it's so easy to say, oh, well, I wrote a war war movie period piece um, in a very stripped down fashion and the industry just didn't get it. Well, the reality is that war movies are really hard to make. 
So you have to manage your expectations of where that particular script belongs in the industry, whether those movies are getting made. And so understanding what you can expect from the material that you produce is incredibly important because not every script is an Oscar contender. Not every pilot is meant to go to Emmys, even if it does end up shooting. Um, So it really isn't about understanding what is the piece that you wrote and where can it get you? Is it a writing sample or is it something that can sell? Is it something that can place? Um, Understanding where you fit in and what you can expect from the work that you've done colors you as a professional. Right. And therefore, it's incredibly important to understand everything. And I can go on for days about expectations. Right. Um, But it's really important to understand where you fit, where your work fits. And if it's not doing for you what you wanted it to do, why? Right. Walking away from something and dismissing it as, oh, it just just didn't work. Right. um, Is something that I think is really haphazard of most writers who do that. Because you have to understand what are the choices you made previously? What didn't work about them? Right. How can you perform better next time? How can you make better choices in the future? And what can you expect from those choices? Because it's all information. Like you Absolutely. have to look at every – we at Writers on the Verge last night in our ninth class, which I'm so excited and so proud of this group. <laughs> but it was interesting because they got critiques from mm-hmm. – they did like the speed dating like situation mm-hmm. with the executives at NBC – and they got critiques. And, and what I said to them is you have to take all of this information and recognize it's only meant to guide you to yes. a stronger place yes. and show you how to be better mm-hmm. and just be open to that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of guidance out there if writers are open to it. A lot mm-hmm. of writers want to come into the industry um, and find instant success. The reality is that that doesn't happen. I agree. You know, we always say that if you're looking at a realistic trajectory for success, for those who will be successful, we're looking at three to ten years. Right. You know, as a general I like rule that. of thumb. I like that. That's yeah. good. I remember one manager said at a speech I had heard about, and I love this too, they said, if you're not willing to give it five years, don't give it five minutes. Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. Completely agreed. Coming, you know, writers who move to L.A. and say, oh, in six months I'm going to be staffed. Yeah. I don't have a pilot or a spec to show for it, but right. I'm going to be. It doesn't make any sense. It's a journey. It is a journey, a journey. and it is a long journey. Yes. Um, and one in which writers will write many scripts, make many contacts. That's what it's going to take. So yeah. understanding what to expect, what is realistic and what is fantasy. Right. Is really important in order for the writer to manage their own happiness and satisfaction in what right. it is they're doing. I agree. If you don't manage your expectations properly, you're just setting yourself up for a great deal of frustration that's not going to lead to anything. Yeah. And it's all about internally doing the work as well Absolutely. as externally doing Absolutely. the work. Absolutely. It's about yeah. setting goals that you can actually achieve. Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at, at the separation between goals and aspirations. When yeah. somebody tells me my goal this year is to get optioned, right. that's when I kind of have to take a deep breath and go, okay, let's break it down. Getting optioned is not within one's control. Right. Getting a script to a, num- a set number of production companies, that is within your control. Right. Um, so it is about setting those manageable goals, those meetable goals that you can meet, right. so that you can be satisfied with, so that you know that you did what you could do that is within your control. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with finding a way to continue to stay satisfied and fulfilled by what you're doing, even though it is this long trajectory of yeah. three years to 10 years to succeed. Being in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. That's great. All right. So uh, in winding up, I'm going to have you answer one more question, and then we're going to go into how people can contact sure. you. Uh, the last question. So the going from 
non-working writer to working writer. Mm -hmm. What are some of the actions that you have noticed that your clients have taken to go from one to the other? Constantly writing. Right. Um, constantly generating new content. So it's not about sitting on the one script and revising and revising and revising. Developing velocity so that you can deliver fast enough with high quality. Um, constantly networking. Working at less than what you hope to get paid one day, but doing the work to build those relationships. Um, you know, people often say to me, well, I don't want to work on spec for a production company that wants me to develop a project. Well, unless you're in a studio, most producers and production companies work on spec themselves. Right. Um, so it's taking those leaps for projects that you feel you can excel with in order to get that produced credit, in order to get those relationships going, in order to earn good favor. Those are the things that are incredibly important when you're starting out. So long as it's within your voice and your sensibility, nothing is beneath you. It is about getting recognized by the industry, getting recognized as a source of content that will help catapult you to a working writer. I've seen writers do it slowly and quickly, but it is about constantly, constantly generating those content, that content, making those relationships, and being up to the task when a producer comes to you and says, you know, I have this crazy idea. Do you want to outline it? I don't have a dollar to pay you. Um, if it's an idea that you're excited about, say yes. Go and do it. Do the work. They're working on spec. So will you. Um, so those are the things that ho hopefully have help a writer migrate Great. Um, from somebody who is waiting for something to happen to one who is making things happen for themselves. I love it. I'm all about the idea of creating your own destiny. Oh, absolutely. You know? Um, all right. So I'm so excited for everyone to be exposed to Lee Jessup. I'm very excited <laughs> for you to read her book. And I mean, many, I'm sure many of my audience already knows you, but I'm excited for them to get to know you more. Well, thank you for bringing way. me on. It's oh, such, it's such a treat. My pleasure. So. A writer wants to get a hold of you. How do they do this? My website, uh, right. leejessup.com. So it's L-E-E-J-E-S-S-U-P.com. Excellent. All my information is on there, how I work, what my packages are, my my email address, my phone number, all, all that good stuff is on there. Um, I connect with writers daily, weekly. Um, this is really what I'm passionate about, so I'm happy to be found. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you so much for having me. Oh, you got it. I'm very excited for this series on career guidance. This is Jen Grisanti of StoryWise Podcast. You've been listening to StoryWise with Jen Grisanti. If you're looking to get to the next step in your career and need a guide who has been there and knows what it takes, go to www.jengrisanticonsultancy.com. On the website, you can also find the latest on writing programs, feature film festivals, and other writing competitions. StoryWise is produced by Joel Metzger and Hot House Bruiser Productions. This podcast was recorded at the studios of Icebox Logic. <laughs>